Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast, where being negative can be a good thing and being positive can turn the world against you. I'm your HIV positive host, Miss Jennifer Levon, and this is episode 72. Um, yes, I've been getting messages and hearing your pleas on TikTok lives to get another podcast out there. So I guess I feel that if I don't really have any good stories, then why would I do one really? But you're in luck because I have some stories that I normally only share on my close friends on my Instagram, but today I'm feeling like spilling some tea. Yes, this is personal dating stories that I've kept on the DL. (laughs) Did you catch that? The DL? (laughs) Yeah, only a term people who listen to my podcast will get. But before we get to those, let's take care of a little business first. So, um, Someone had asked me on YouTube in a comment, you aren't on YouTube anymore. I want to see you. Well, I'm on Instagram constantly and I'm on TikTok, um, but apparently some people don't use either of those platforms and they only use YouTube. And so they feel like I'm not existing except for my voice because the podcast is uploaded onto YouTube and I always feel like I'm doing something on YouTube because at least I upload the podcast on there. Um, I put some TikTok TikTok shorts. I guess guess they call them TikTok shorts. I don't know. I I put some little short videos on from TikTok um, on my YouTube also, just so I look like I'm still around and relevant, I guess. But making YouTube videos, honestly, is a lot of work. And I just have not felt inspired to do anymore. I feel like I've, I've done everything I can think of doing. I know there's more that I could do. Okay, but here's the thing. They take a lot of time to make. I think I've talked about this before. I don't really like, you know, like to see myself with the way that I'm filmed with my phone. It's there's no way to like, pretty it up. It's and it's harder as I'm getting older to see myself on those videos. But I just tried it in my closet right now with the subdued lighting. And I think it's okay. I think I can pull it off. Like what I'm saying is there's no Paris filter like on Instagram. So it can't um, erase all those fine lines. And so I'm just, I'm, I don't know, as I get older, it's just not as much fun to be um, on the video side of it. But I think if I get myself organized and have like, um, like right now, I, I just wing it on my podcast. And if I don't like something that I said, I can just stop and um, erase it and, you know, go forward from that point forward. And I can do that, you know, as much as I want and no one would ever know that I did that. But if I'm recording myself, it's going to catch all of that, which is fine. I actually kind of feel like that's really authentic and I kind of want people to see the process of recording a podcast, which honestly, I could kind of show some of that too. That might be fun. So I, yeah, I'm thinking um, the next podcast that I do, I will do the recording on my phone as well and record the video. And then I'll up- upload that as a YouTube video. But I don't want to edit it. That's the thing. I, I'm so lazy now. I don't want to edit anything, including this podcast. I don't. I used to go back through with a fine tooth comb and like um, make gaps like closer together and like take words out and it was exhausting and it made me kind of not want to do them. But then when I just decided I don't really care, there's not that many people listening. I'm not going to go through all this extra effort, um, to make these podcasts like so succinct when it doesn't really matter. And people just like when I talk, so it's fine. Um, I stopped doing all that editing and you know what I feel 
that people who are waiting for my, for my podcast, I think this is how they feel. There are a couple people on um, Instagram that I follow. There's this one single mom who explained, and I, I like her, but this is just, it's just a TikTok that she talked about that made me think of this. She said, for my mutuals, for the people that I follow and they follow her or whatever, she goes, you can do anything, anything. She goes, you could do your laundry, you could make your bed, and she means film it on TikTok. She goes, it is like eating chocolate cake for me. She goes, I want to see it all. She goes, everything you do, brush your teeth, I don't care, walk into your garage, walk your dog. She goes, everything my mutuals do is entertaining for me. She goes, I could sit on my couch and watch it all night long. She goes, I love it. And um, so I totally get that because there's a girl on TikTok um, and I love her. She's like 29 years old. She just bought her own house. Her name's Winnie and she's a single mom. I think her son's probably around eight or nine. And um, she just lost a lot of weight and she's still trying to lose weight. I just love how down to earth she is. I freaking love it. So every time one of her TikToks comes up, I always cross my fingers that it's going to be like maybe a four or five minute TikTok. She always does a get ready with me TikTok and talks about a date that she's been on, you know, through the dating apps. And she's so fun. I love her. I, I just love her energy. And she's always doing her makeup and her hair. And I don't know, there's just something and she's not like one of those Oh, I don't know. High-end TikTok people like like she's like a model. She's pretty, but like, you know what I mean? She's just kind of like a regular girl. And I just I like today one of her TikToks came on and she has replied to me, which makes me feel like we're friends. So like <laughs> and I know she doesn't even remember me, but like when her TikTok came up today and she was going to fill us all in on the date that she had over the weekend, I was so excited because I had like a five minute drive to work and I was going to listen to her the whole way. And it's just like, it's just these little things that make your day so much better to know that they're, they are there. And, um, they're just like little, these little, they boost our like, um, endorphins, I guess. Yeah. I really, it's just like when I get a new episode of the challenge on MTV, every time I get a notification that one has come in, I'm like, yes. I mean, it makes me so happy so happy, more happy than I think any man has ever made me, honestly. <laughs> and oh my gosh, this one girl on TikTok today, I'm going to find it because I thought this was so good. This is how I feel. Minus Sans, the part where she talks about um, um, not wanting kids because I already have kids. But as far as like what she talks about, like having a man in your life. And by the way, this is Winnie. I just want you to hear Winnie for a second. And we can pregame at my place. I'm a little nervous, um, just because like he is still a stranger, you know. But I'm a little like you know. I'm trying to have a good time. But he comes over and we pregame a little bit, and then we head out to the bars. We have a great time. We are dancing, having a couple of drinks. You know what I mean? I haven't paid for anything, which is a plus, which is like another, like, <laughs> I haven't paid for anything yet. We tried a couple of, like, new bars that we'd never been to, which was cool. It was a really fun experience because we both got to try something new. We ended up coming back to my place later that night and... Okay, I'm watching her... Oh, wait, okay, and... I'm watching her put makeup all over her face. I still don't know how to do makeup, but I'm watching her and thinking... She seems to know what she's doing, but she's, like, putting lines all around her entire like all the way through her, the top of her forehead and i just don't know this i don't put anything on my forehead nothing okay anyways listen and um i was a bad girl i was a bad girl but you know what i was having a good time i was having a great time it was great. i was 
was a bad girl. I was a bad girl. I love her. Okay, if you want to watch her or follow her, Winnie Parker. And it's W-I-N-N-I-E Parker with two R's. Um, she's adorable. I freaking love her. Okay, and then this girl, Talia, who's a blue check. Here's my definitive Listen. perspective on dating men as a straight woman. Before I play the rest of this, let me just emphasize that she's in her 20s. She lives in New York. She's very independent. She doesn't want kids. But I love her take on men. I just love it. Listen, hold on. Now I got to find it. Okay, here we in go. In your 20s, that's something we all need more of on TikTok. Am I right? The perspective is you're driving yourself nuts trying to figure these boys out. Save men for later. I'm not even kidding. Like, save it for a different part of your life. All men are a little bit bad. No offense, sorry. Just like our society is not built for women to succeed. Men are not built to want to see you succeed. Sorry. Even the most supportive men, like, subconsciously... They might want to fuck you over, okay? They don't even know that they want to, but they kind of sabotage your success. They do when you're young, because they do get threatened deep down, even if they don't mean to. In your younger years, in the years where you're, like, building your career, find contentment alone. Fill your life. Like, yes. Make your life full. Now, I can say that I'm content and happy and have no voids to fill in my life as many times as I want. The internet will never believe a girl saying that, so I'm not going to, like, drive it home to you, but you'll just have to believe me if you want. I'm not opposed to having a partner, but... They are coming into an already full life, mm -hmm. so they either make it better mm -hmm. or they're worthless. And I, again, the internet will never believe me when I say this, but you can believe it if you want. I will be perfectly content if that cherry on top guy never shows up, or if he does when I'm like 50, which is what I think will happen. The objective of my life is not to find my missing piece. I am the objective. I am why I live my life. Mm -hmm. Now, a huge reason I'm able to say this and a lot of people might not relate is because I've never wanted kids. The idea of raising people never called to me, but if it does for you, then maybe my philosophy will not apply. Or maybe it'll make you want to look into ways to have kids without a man. Maybe. I don't know. My point is, build your own life and your own happiness. Let yes. the soulmate thing find you and work his way into your life. Here is my... The main takeaway for me from that is, I already have a full life. And if you can't make it better, then there is no point in having a man in my life. And that's how I feel right now. Like, I, I love everything the way it is in my life. And I feel like it would take from my life to have a man in my life, especially how it was over the last, you know, two years prior for the last six years before that. Um, I definitely felt like I was having to, how shall I say this nicely? Um, yeah, I had to bend a lot. And I know he felt like he had to bend a lot too, but I really felt like it interfered with my life in general, with my kids and my just... I don't know, like it, it gave me anxiety a lot, just having to make sure that I was always available for the things that he wanted to do. And I could never truly relax and do what I wanted to do. I didn't watch football for six freaking years because it would have interfered with our Sundays going surfing. So I'm back to watching football, which is something I've always loved, but it wasn't his thing. So like, I'm mad about that. I missed six years of football. So I'm so stoked to be back doing that. And I'm like, I'm resentful, honestly. And I'm mad at myself. Like I let a relationship change me and make me do things that I knew I was missing, but I didn't want to lose this person. So I made, um, changes to make him happy, which in turn didn't make me happy. So yeah, I'm ready to be, and I am being selfish and doing things the way I want to do them now. Especially like somebody did a TikTok the other day about, um, for all you people who are saying that 
it's better to be in a relationship. Um, something about like the single people who've been in bed for the last hour looking at TikToks and no one was telling you to stop or was annoyed that you were doing it. Like, <laughs> imagine how great it is for us, basically, which is the truth. Like, I don't have anybody looking at me anymore when I'm on my phone, checking to see what I'm doing or feeling annoyed that I'm on my phone. I go on my phone as much as I want and I don't give a shit. I have nobody looking over my shoulder anymore, making me feel like I'm doing too much on my phone. Um, now I can do whatever I want on my phone. And so things like that, I don't ever want to give up again. Um, because I, I was, you know, it was in my life for six years and just being out of it for the last two has been such an eye opening experience. So, um, anyways, yeah, I love that TikTok. I just heard that today. Um, Talia, but, uh, who knows? She may change her mind and want kids someday, but I love how strong she is. She's 20. And I know when I was 20 in my twenties, I was hunting down a husband because I felt the clock ticking. I wanted to have kids. So it was a totally different perspective and everybody was looking for a husband, you know, and I think guys were even looking for wives. It felt like it back when, um, I was in my late twenties, early thirties. Um, okay. Moving on. Um, let's see. Oh, there's a survey that I've talked about on my social media. I have not talked about it on here. It's through Vive. Um, actually it's not, it's, well, the drug is through Vive. So you basically, here are the guidelines. It's $50 in your pocket if you want to do it. Um, and I will put the link in the show notes here if you want to do it. Okay, here are the qualifications. You have to be 18 years or older. You have to be a U.S. resident. You have to have an HIV-1 diagnosis from a medical professional. You have to be taking Devado for at least the last three months, and then you had to have been taking another ARV prior to Devado. Um, it's about a 30-minute survey. I did it, and I already got my $50, and I mean, literally, it isn't more than 30 minutes. I think I did it in like 27 minutes. Part of it is just um, them screening you to make sure that you do, like, and it's going to ask you those questions that I just said. That's part of the screening process is just answering those questions. Um, and then they say, okay, you qualify. You can now take the survey. Um, and then, yeah, the whole thing took um, uh, just under 30 minutes for me. Um, and I, I did get my check in the mail. And I nine other people I know have done it um, that I know that because um, there's a special link that they use um, from me so that the people that are running the survey know that those people came from me. And so they were able to tell me that nine people have done it. They're trying to get a hundred altogether. And right now they've, I don't know where they are. I mean, they're probably still, who knows, maybe if they even have 50, I don't know. I haven't checked in with them, but um, again, if you want to take that survey, I will put the link in the show notes. Okay. Um, and then I wanted to just read this was a guy who follows me from Romania and he wanted me to be aware of some pretty heavy stigma that's going on in Romania. And ironically, I have a very good shout out to my brother, by the way, who's listened to like, I, I don't know, 15 of my podcasts in a row because he got behind. So it's fun. We've been communicating a bunch recently. Um, hey, Brian, he's been, um, you know, saying, Oh my God, I can't believe this and that. Like when he's listening to my, um, my podcast, he said, everybody should have their own podcast so we can know what's going on in everybody's lives. And, um, 
uh, he just says it's fun to like, he goes, there's so many things about you, Jen, that I didn't know. Like growing up, we obviously didn't grow up, you know, he's older than me and we weren't in the same house once um, our parents divorced. But he said, just all these stories that I never would have known. Otherwise, you know, it's not like we sit down and chit chat about stories. He goes, so it's like, he says, it's really fun to like, hear these things. And I heard some fun stories back um, <laughs> that he shared with me um, about um, hooking up with some women in his rock and roll days and all that good times. Um, okay, I'm still trying to find that message from this guy. But I was going to say, ironically, I have a friend who lives in Romania who's from, well, went to high school with me. And um, so I sent him this and I said, you know, uh, what do you have to say about it? And he just said, yeah, there is definitely a lot of stigma in, is this it? No, in Romania for sure. Oh my gosh, where is it? Oh, I have a note for myself to watch Hamilton. I've never seen that. Uh, is this it? Oh, here it is. Okay. Hi, Jennifer. Since last year, I wanted to share with you my story. I was hoping that you can say a few words about this in your podcast to increase the awareness about the illegal illegalities um, from my country, Romania. I don't even know if this reaches Romania, but you know, it doesn't hurt to talk about it. I was diagnosed positive on October, uh, 2021 while applying for a police job in Romania to apply for this job. I had to pass a few tests like psychology, Romanian and English grammar, sport, and finally, uh, medical. I passed all but the medical because they tested me for HIV and I was positive. I didn't know. They didn't even give me the chance to start my treatment. Um, even though I proved to them that I am able to be a policeman by passing all of the tests without treatment. And then he puts uh, the sad face, which is so sad. I mean, that makes me so sad just to see that sad emoji because how defeating, obviously, this doesn't if this can't, this doesn't affect him in any way. He can still be a policeman. Like it's ridiculous that this is the reason they're saying no. Um, beside this in Romania, they postponed my treatment for five months saying to me that they give treatment only when on an AIDS level or saying that the order was not placed for pills or saying that the order was not placed for pills. Um, in February, I managed to get my Devada treatment and I'm undetectable since then. So, I mean, this is very sad. I, this is not how it is in the United States. We're not rejected from any kind of employment due to an HIV status. In fact, I had somebody reach out to me today who's positive, who wanted to know if he was allowed to be, uh, I mean, so sad. He His dream is to be a tattoo artist. And he said, am I allowed to do that in the U.S.? I'm like, yes, of course you can. Um, I know plenty of doctors, nurses, and um I know a surgeon and just lots of people that work in the healthcare industry who are HIV positive. It doesn't uh, change that you, you know, there's nothing about it that's illegal or um, makes it so that you can't do those jobs. Um, he's, it, it's not illegal or anything. And, and honestly, he doesn't even have to tell anybody he has HIV, this one who um, wants to be a tattoo artist. I'm like, dude, that's your own personal like medical information. Um, you don't have to let anybody even know that you have HIV, but yeah, you go, go do your thing and go be a tattoo artist. My God, there is no risk at all. So, um, and just for those that are, I just in the back of my head, I know there's people that are thinking, Oh my God, Jennifer, but it's needles and blood. There is a risk. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. And I know I've talked about it on here before. 
there is no risk. First of all, this guy's undetectable, so he would never be able to give it to anybody anyways, even if a needle did poke him, okay? But here's the thing. He would have to have a detectable viral load. He would have to suck up his blood in the tattoo reservoir, and he would have to immediately, immediately tattoo somebody else with that needle. And in that case, in that scenario, this is what I learned from my tattoo artist who did the blood-borne pathogens class. He said the odds were what I believe he said. It was May in 2021 and when he told me this. So I might have the um, information wrong, but what I think I remember him saying, the odds were like one in 1,500. It was a really, you know, it was a pretty big number that, and, and with all of those circumstances, it was pretty like shocking to hear it was still like one in 1500 was the possibility of transmission. Um, again, the person would have to have a viral load and we don't when we're undetectable. And I try to explain that to people every time I do a live, I said, cause they always say you, wow, you don't look sick. How do you feel? Do you feel okay? You know, do you have like hard days where you don't feel good and you don't feel like you can get up? I'm like, oh my God, i barely have HIV. It seems redonkulous that I even have to say that I have it. But because if I was off treatment, it could resurface. That's why I have to say I have it. But basically, I don't have it. Like, I test negative. I test exactly like somebody who doesn't have HIV. So, no, it's not surging through my free-flowing blood. It's it's locked in some CD4 cells, my T-cells, and the drug pressure keeps it locked in there. And it's not doing shit. Like I, It's like I don't have HIV. I, and so it's very confusing to have to share that you have HIV when you technically don't because it's not in your free-flowing blood. So it's... It, it, you know, it's a weird thing. I mean, because people like can't wrap their brain around, around that. So anyways, yeah. Um, having a job as a policeman in Romania and having that taken away from him is unreal. It's unreal. It's, it's so unreal and so unfair. But you know what? All I can do is talk about it on here. There's so many injustices in the world. I just do my best on here to like share some of the HIV inequalities and, you know, hope that it makes some kind of a difference and somebody will be like, wow, that, that blows, like that doesn't make sense and something needs to be done about it. So, you know, you never know. Okay. So moving on, let's talk about my personal stuff. Where do I start? There's like people that I have not talked about purposely on here because they knew, um, of my social media. So, and these are guys that I've uh, met through Tinder that um, I've had fun with over the summer and um, still or whatever. And yeah, so I just never wanted to say their names or uh, really even mention them because I didn't, for one thing, didn't want them to feel like I was using our time together as entertainment um, because these were people that knew of my advocacy and they could technically listen to my podcast. To tell you the truth, I don't think any of them have a clue that I have a podcast. But just to be on the safe side, I didn't want anyone to feel that I was using our time together as fodder. So I haven't talked about some of them. Um, uh, okay, so I will talk about, I don't know what to do about names because <laughs> I'm like, I'm such an honest person. It's hard for me to come up with fake names on the spot. And I hate to give them a fake name because but then again, I kind of want to give them a fake name because if they ever did listen, then they wouldn't know for sure that I was, <laughs> I was talking about them. 
Okay, let's start with him. Let me think of a good name for him. Um, we'll get him out of the way first. Uh, okay, let's see, because he's this one's over. Um, I'm gonna call him. <laughs> hold on. Um, I keep just saying his name in my head. Uh, <laughs> screw it. I'm gonna call him Evan because that's his name. Evan. He's never gonna listen to this. And it doesn't matter. I don't have anything bad to say about him. So we met in the about May, back when I was really into that Chris guy who was small with the the um, the motorcycle guy. Honestly, I met both of them around the same time. They both rode Harleys. They were both like thirty one. Um, Chris would go to um, what is the name of the restaurant in Capitola? Okay, Evan was a bouncer at the Crow's Nest, and Chris used to go every Thursday night to the party at the Crow's Nest on the beach. And I was like, oh my God, these guys are like <laughs> passing each other like every Thursday. And I did mention it to Chris one time that there's a bouncer that I, you know, I didn't care because I knew Chris was seeing other people. And he said, oh, dude, I don't pay attention to anybody who works there. And I was like, I don't know why I thought they might know each other, but it, yeah, they didn't. Anyway, so Evan um, was like, he was so cute to me. He had like a beard and he was, he's about six feet tall. He's 31. Um, and he was into Harleys. He had tattoos and we just wanted one thing and it, and he knew my status. Um, actually he didn't know it at first. Uh, we were, uh, well, he automatically used a condom without me even asking. So, um, <laughs> and we'll get to why I think that might, might've been. So anyways, there wasn't anything to say. I didn't tell him right away um, about my advocacy or anything. So I waited till about the fifth time. Um, and the funny thing is, is that we were just finished and he was still um, all warm and cozy in me, if you know what I mean. And um, I have something I've got to tell you. I, I know I'm laughing, but it's just kind of like, what a weird time to tell somebody. But anyways, I said, so um <laughs> I want to let you know. And I said, you have nothing to worry about for one thing. I can't give this to you, but I just want you to know that I have, HI I have HIV. And I said, but I'm undetectable. I take a pill a day. It's not transmittable. I tell him about my, you know, ex-partner who was exposed to me for a year when I wasn't on treatment and I'm on treatment now. And it's like, everything's different with HIV and all that. And I just remember his eyes. I was afraid to tell him a little bit because I had a feeling he could have a temper. And I was just like, I hope he doesn't take this the wrong way. He was really sweet and I was really surprised. He was a little surprised. I mean, he was like, his eyes lit up. He goes, and I remember he goes, and you're waiting now to tell me? I said, well, I know. I didn't really know how to bring it up. And I said, we, um, we've been using stuff the whole time anyway. So it didn't even matter whether I told you or not, but I just felt like, I don't know. I felt like I wanted to tell him that was then I feel differently about disclosing now, but, um, I just felt like I needed to tell him. So I did, we saw each other. I, I think, um, I wrote all the, I do this. I keep track of all the times we saw each other 10 times over, I don't know, several months. And, um, it just sort of started to fade off for some reason. And I think it was when I went back to work, just things got busy or whatever. And we, we weren't finding time to, um, see each other. And I mean, it was, these were quick, you know, like he, he lived, um, about five minutes, six minutes for me. If I hopped on the freeway, it was like the next exit down. And he, he has a mobile home parked on his sister's driveway and kind of a rural area. And he was just like, park up in front of the RV 
kind of, I didn't realize it, but so that my car wouldn't be obvious if there was somebody in the house looking out. And I just didn't know why I needed to be secretive. I mean, it, it is what it is. Maybe he just doesn't want his sister to know that he's got um, an older woman coming over or I really didn't know. Uh, I didn't question it. I had my, you know, I have those times of the month where I'm feral and I need it and I wanted him. And so I was like, yeah, okay. I, I said, do you, are you available? Like, this is how it would usually go down. He's like, if you can get here in like the next like 10 minutes, he goes, yeah, I have to leave at like three o'clock. I've got like 25 minutes or whatever. Like this is how it went down. And so, um, it wasn't that intimate. It was more just getting the act done. I would say towards the end, I think we had some more kissing that was surprising to me. I was like, Oh, where'd that come from? But I wasn't as attracted to him as I was to the, the small Chris with the blonde hair. Yeah. I just wasn't, I didn't have that same attraction towards, um, Evan. Um, even though I thought he was cute, but anyways, um, so we basically hadn't seen each other for a while. And so over Christmas, and like, I think it'd been like two months at that point when Christmas rolled around and we are on each other's Instagrams. So I open up his story. He very rarely does a story. I open up a story and there's a picture of him in front of a Christmas tree with a very pretty brunette. And they are in a posing like a couple stance. And it says, thank you. So and so ironically, her name is Jennifer um, for the most wonderful Christmas. And I don't know. That was about it. And I was like, oh, well, ironically, he had written to me two days prior to that and said, um, you know, hey, when can we hang out? So I sent him that picture and I said, hey, um, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> like, What? And um, he said, yeah, I do. And I was like, oh, r really? Well, like, since when? And so I, 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 he was a little like slow to respond, but I basically said, did you have a girlfriend while we were hooking up? And he said, uh, something like, I can't remember how the conversation went down. He basically admitted that it probably did happen while he had a girlfriend, like towards the end of us seeing each other. He probably had a girlfriend then. And I know he did because her dog was in the mobile home one time. And he told me that it was his friend, Jen's dog. And he talked about her and stuff. And I did, I just figured it was a friend. I didn't think much of it at all. And so I just said, Oh, damn, Evan. Like, and I said, why are you hitting me up if you still have a girlfriend or if you have a girlfriend? And he said, well, maybe she doesn't do everything as good as you do. And maybe I still want to have some fun. And I was like, I'm sorry. I said, hey, if you end up single again, let me know. But I just don't. I don't do that. So, of course, I'm not going to say anything to her. It's it's not my business. I mean, if he's a dog and he does stuff like that, then she'll eventually figure it out on her own. It's not my place to tell her. Um, but anyways, yeah, that was a bit of a, a like, uh, like, I don't know. Just made me feel bad for her. So anyways, that was the end of that. And uh, we're still, we still follow each other. I don't, you know, hate him or anything. I just, you know, he wasn't my boyfriend. He's hers. And I feel bad for her because I've been on the other end of that and that just blows. So hopefully he is being faithful to her at the moment and, you know, figuring out his future with her. Because I know he was looking for a tattooed 
uh, MILF, as he put it, to be his DILF. But he wanted kids. And I mean, he's only 31. So um, and she definitely has the tattoos and she fits his like they make a, they make a really good couple. I think they look good together. OK, so there's him. Then um, let's see. Do I want to bring up this other one? I, another one who I know for sure will never listen to this. OK, so his name's Nathan. He recently turned 30. We met around the same time. Actually, we met like in May through uh, obviously Tinder, but um, it didn't work out. Like I went to meet him and he didn't show up and then he didn't answer my messages and I totally got ghosted and I thought he was totally fake. So I was pissed because he had put on this big, um, I don't know, just like lots of texting and sent me pictures of himself and like some inappropriate pictures and like he seemed totally into me and he wanted to see me and everything and then it, nothing happened so I would say two months went by and I saw him again on tinder and I had unmatched him so I just what the hell I went right and so had he so we matched again he's like hey how are you and whatever so basically we finally met we finally met um and there was nowhere to go so um, as far as like meeting up and just doing what we want to do. He's 30. I mean, I'm 52. There was clearly no other reason for us to meet than just to do one thing. And so, and oh, I had told him about my HIV status prior to us even meeting. So he did ask me one time before we met, I just want to double check like everything is like, there's no, nothing to worry about. Right. And I said, Oh God, no. And like, I explained more to him and I think I sent him a link to like, I did, I sent him all the information. This is back when I really felt like I had to do all this explaining beforehand. I do not feel that way anymore. Um, so anyways, we, um, had some fun hookups once at my house once in his office in this, like, I don't know. It's like a computer. He works for a computer. Like they, outsourced to China and he like it was around Christmas time I went over to like he said hey I'm at the office if you want to come here and it's like it was nice I mean I, there was a couch and it was all like dark lighting and anyways no nobody was there it was like the weekend there was nobody there it was weird this business um complex in Campbell and it was fun and so anyways um but that was like I think that was the last time I saw him actually and then we've there's been a few times on his parents property <laughs> uh, it's a private property and I had to actually put a um, code in to get into it's it was a little terrifying if you're on my close friend's story you got to see the whole thing like I drove down this hill I had to make a left before the property where the houses were and it was like down some like gravel road where like there's storage containers and honestly it looks like where they could keep bodies and shit but I mean I guess I was off any kind of camera but I mean yeah one time in his truck there and I was like no one's gonna come over here and like blow my head off right I mean I didn't know what was gonna he's like no I mean he's very chill and here's the thing about him is that he knew my HIV status and he never once wore a condom so he's the one that I'm like every time I was with him or have been with him I go get checked like immediately um for gonorrhea and chlamydia I always get tested for syphilis anyways because that's just part of my HIV testing but um and I haven't had anything from him but I just I don't know we're just in a habit of not using it um and so but I feel like if he's doing that with me he's more than likely doing that with every girl and I did put him on uh, the, the, there's a website, not a website, it's a Facebook group for, um, 
women who are, they want to put, it's basically called, are we dating the same person? And and there's one for this area in Santa Cruz County. And so I put him on that, his picture. And I said, does anybody have any tea on him? Does anybody know anything? And one girl who's really pretty chimed in and said, yeah, we matched. But she said it got really sexual really fast. And I was like, well, yeah, no shit. Like that, that that's all he wants. So anyways, that was all she had to say about him. Somebody else said that they, I think somebody else had matched with him but like they never talked or something. So I was like, okay, that's all I really needed to know. But I do think that, uh, and also seeing the girl that he had matched with, she was like his age. She was blonde. She looked really cute in her beanie. You know, like there was like some snow bunny pictures and I'm like, yeah, like that's who he should be dating. I mean, he's a really good looking guy. He is very cute. Like he's beautiful. Honestly, he's got like, I don't know if his eyes are green or blue, but they're very nice. And he's got a nice build. He's like six feet tall. He's a surfer. He plays a guitar. He sings. He's a, he's a really, um, like, uh, artistic and talented guy, but he doesn't talk about any of that shit. I just found a video of him on YouTube that was done years ago, like maybe four years ago where a company actually focused on like all of his stuff and he fishes and stuff like, um, he's a fisherman. So yeah. And, um, I got to hear him sing on that. Like I told him I found that video. Honestly, I looked for it because I thought he was catfishing me in the beginning. And so he was all embarrassed that I found that stuff, but he's never mentioned any of that stuff. Like he's very, very low key and basically just attacks me when he sees me and that's it. And, and then we have some sexy texting in between until we see each other the next time we do a lot of like, he'll hit me up on a Sunday morning and say, Hey, you like, that's how it starts. And then we'll see if we can figure out a way to see each other. I have only seen him five times since May. Like, that's how little we see each other. But we were on a point where we saw each other three weekends in a row. So, but that kind of like faded off. Anyways, he's supposed to be like living on his own pretty soon. He's moving to Felton and who knows if we'll hang out more. But uh, since then, I met someone else on Tinder who, and this is the fun story. So, um, yeah, that other one is not going to turn into anything. He's just fun. And we do have fun. I mean, it's like, I don't know when I'm with him, I appreciate the fact that he's so beautiful because he is 30. I mean, <laughs> what is there not to appreciate? And I hope that he finds my age exciting too. I don't know. I really don't know what he thinks about me, but he continues to text me and want to see me, not in an annoying way at all. He's he's very cool about the way he, he contacts me. It keeps me very interested. Um, yeah, I like it. Anyway, so then I met another, I met another Nathan, um, ironically. I've, I have never dated a Nathan in my life. And now there are two that are swirling around in my life right now. So, uh, this Nathan is 40 and he has shown up on my Tinder and I think Bumble also like, you know, when you're on Tinder for those that are on dating apps, there are people that you see a lot and they're like the face of Tinder. It's like, Oh my God, there's that guy. I've seen him so many times over like years, right? this was the Nathan. This was that Nathan, the one that I recently uh, matched with. And so I was like, you know, we matched on Bumble or Tinder. I can't remember what it was, but it was probably three months ago. And I started a conversation with him and he answered the question, something about, did you grow up here? And he said that he didn't, that he grew up in Missouri and he never asked me anything. So I was like, um, 
could you think of asking me a question? Like, I remember being really annoyed. And I'm like, God, you just think you're all that, that you're so good looking that you can't even manage to ask me a question. So I let it sit and sit. And then I was just like, fuck it. So I just deleted them. And so it, we, <laughs> it came up again. And I thought, why not? I'll swipe right. And I do think that other conversation was, no, it wasn't Bumble. It was Tinder. Because Bumble seems to have like the expiration thing. By the way, I don't like Bumble. I do not like to be the one to say something first. I now know that. I don't want to start the conversation. I mean, I can every once in a while say, oh my God, you're so hot or something like that. But in general, I don't like starting the conversation. I'd really prefer that the guy do it. And they can't do that on Bumble. You have to say something first even if it's just a wave, but I don't know. I just can't stand it. And I feel like people disappear a lot more on Bumble than they do on Tinder, which is interesting. But anyways, so yeah, I had unmatched him on Tinder and then rematched him. I don't know, maybe two months later, I'm sort of guessing on dates here, but he, um, I don't really even know how it started, but we finally started to have a conversation. Okay. Hold on. Let me see who that is. Oh, it's Joey. Uh, I'll answer her in a second. So we finally start having a conversation. It gets flirtatious. It goes to our phones within, I don't even remember. This was like 10 days ago. I don't even remember how it all happened. But anyways, it finally went to our phones. And then um, he sends me like a picture of himself. You know, uh, I don't know. He kind of sends these real serious pictures. He's just like looking down at the camera. And he's, I was like, okay, well, that's, I don't know what to make of those, but okay, it's nice. He's thinking of me, sending me a picture, flirting with me, whatever. And what I found out is that he's involved in basketball, so local basketball. And I totally thought he had lied to me about being at one of the basketball games because he told me that he had been to one of them. And I know those two teams. And I said, oh, obviously so-and-so lost. He goes, no, actually they won. And he put like... um like the, you know, the eyes that are like bugging out the emoji. And I was like, so the next morning I asked Owen, you know, don't want him to know that I'm talking to anybody, but I said, so, you know, which team won that night? Well, little did I realize he was talking varsity. I was talking JV. So here I thought I was about to blow him up and say, you're a liar. You weren't even at that game last night. Cause it says on, um, there's a thing online where you can check the scores. It says that they definitely lost you. You, you made that up. Anyways, I don't remember how it came across or how it came up, but I finally, before I said anything too stupid, um, realized that he was talking varsity (laughs) and the team that, um, but still, they still shouldn't have won. It was still like kind of a interesting turn of events for varsity to even um, win. Uh, I don't even remember who the two schools were, honestly, at the moment, but um, anyway, it doesn't matter. So I find out that he's involved in high school basketball and college, um, not, not, uh, well, like Cabrillo college, like the community college. And so, uh, level basketball and he runs his own like basketball. Mm, I don't know what you like. He calls it a, like a basketball university, but it's like, you know, you pay to go and get special basketball support, I guess. It's not a league. Oh, but he does have a tra- traveling league. So he does do that. So anyways, I ask him if he knows this player and that player. He rattles off four or five names on Aptos High Varsity's team immediately. I've worked with so-and-so since they were in the sixth grade. I know that. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, he's the real deal. Like, he freaking knows. He knows these kids that, like, do you know my son? Like, Jesus. So weird. So 
uh, Aptos, which is where my son goes to school, and he's on the JV team. Our biggest rival is Santa Cruz High, and it's always been that way. Even since my ex-husband played for Aptos High, it was always Santa Cruz was the rival school. And they're both good. Both those schools are good. Kids want to play sports for both of those schools. And so anyway, um, Owen plays at Aptos High against Santa Cruz on a Friday night. It was not just this last Friday, but the Friday before. So obviously I was going to be at that game, but varsity was also going to play that night. And it was a big ass game because like, it well, obviously it's the rival school, it's varsity. Um, it's a big deal. So I tell him, and he'd asked me if I was available that Friday night to meet for the first time. And I said, I can't, um, I'm not available. I'm, you know, going to be at basketball that night or whatever. So I thought we'll just figure out another night. And he says, well, he said something like, we need to figure it out soon before I get so old, my lips shrivel up or something like that. It was really cute. And so all of a sudden, like as it's getting closer to the game, I think it was the day of the game. He says to me, I'm going to be, it looks like I'm going to be at the varsity game tonight. And I'm like, no freaking way. Like I haven't met this person in person and I'm going to get to meet him or see him for the first time while we're at the same, at my son's like school watching the varsity game. So here is how this goes down. My son plays, we uh, stay at the gym, I guess, well, girls played after that. And then we're waiting for varsity, right? We are sitting smack dab in the middle of our area. So there's like three sections. We're in section two and we're midway up in the middle of the row. It's Chris. No, it's Owen on the end, Chris. Uh, which is my ex-husband, Joey, and then me. And um, we're all wearing the exact same matching sweatshirt. You know, the Aptos basketball high sweatshirt. It says Warmer Dam on the back. We all look like a little family of four. And But I'm very aware that there's this man that's going to show up and probably be watching the game. And so I keep looking. I, I mean, I am nervous. I am nervous thinking, oh my God, he's going to be coming through that door. I kept an eye on the door, but I don't know how I missed him. So... Because all of a sudden I look up exactly on the other side of the gym. Um, he's sitting like in the exact same area on his side, but there's not as many people over there. And I see him talking to this man. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, that's him. <laughs> there he is. Oh my God. And from what I can see, I'm, he's handsome. Like, I'm like, okay, he is handsome. Like his pictures are really handsome on Tinder and he's handsome. He is. A um, little bit of gray. You know, he's got the little bit of a, the beard going. He's got all his hair. He's got a, I mean, I couldn't tell from there, but I knew from his pictures, he had a nice smile. And I don't know if he's noticed me yet. So at one point during the game, I mean, literally when we're looking down at the court, it's hard for me not to look just a little bit up and see him right there. And I'm like, it really made me nervous. I was so like, my, I even felt like my mouth wasn't even working right when I was like smiling and stuff. I was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous because I knew he could see me. And I didn't know if he liked what he saw. He might have not been attracted to me. I have no idea. Like we had never seen each other in person. So um, I look over at him at one point where I really felt like he was looking right over and at me and I'm waving at him like a left to right wave, not like a clapping your fingers down on the palm of your hand wave, but you know, like a, just a, hi, he doesn't do anything. I'm like, oh shit, he is avoiding me. Um, so I decide to send him a text and I say, 
I can see you. Um, you're cute. And I gave him a wink. I said, pretty cute or something like that. Or you're so cute or something like that. And he says, oh, you think you can see me? And he sends me a picture of my side of the gym. <laughs> Literally, he had taken a picture of where I was sitting. And it's obviously like the whole like section that you can see. But he, it was so funny. Oh, you can see me. Like, clearly, he, I can, he can see me. Um, so I thought that was really a cute way to respond. And so I send him a picture of what I can see. But because the Wi-Fi is so bad there, it took like a half an hour for it to get to him. It just wasn't going through. And then I said something about the fact that, you know, well, I can see you too. I've been trying to get this picture to go through for like a half an hour. He doesn't respond. So the game ends and I'm walking out, of course. And I'm, I mean, I'm doing an Instagram story to my close friends literally have my face down between my knees talking into my phone. Cause I don't want to hold my phone up you know, while I'm in the stands with all the students and families around me, like, you know, I'm not going to talk into my phone. So I'm like, you know, head down between my knees. And I'm saying, Oh, my God, he's like here, I can see him across the way. I'm I'm showing people on my close friend's story, the picture that he sent me, I'm showing them the picture that I sent him. And I actually like circled him and put an arrow like to point out who he was. He was talking to another parent, uh, most of the time. So anyways, when we go to leave, I'm walking over toward his side of the gym and he had walked down the stairs and he was talking to a bunch of people. Like he clearly knows a lot of parents. And so he said to me, uh, well, okay, I'll get to that. So, um, I'm meandering out and kind of looking back over my shoulder, like, <laughs> okay, that's the end of that. So we all get in the car and, um, some of our party, I don't remember if it was Chris or Owen or somebody wanted to do a sit down dinner. And I'm like, it's already nine o'clock at night. And I'm supposed to meet him after the game. That was the, that was the plan. But we, again, we had never seen each other in person and he could change his mind. I really didn't know. So I, um, I said, no, I don't want to sit down and eat. Like, I'm not even hungry. Like, let's just pick something up. And, you know, I was going to drop Joey and Chris off and then like get Owen home. And so I, it worked out. We got everybody their food, dropped everybody off. And I sent him a text and I say, is the invitation still open? Cause he had told me days before that it's an open invitation to his place. And I told him, Oh, well, I have to meet you in person somewhere first. Well, then that was it for me. I met him in person somewhere first, basically. And I knew that he wasn't like, um, going to do anything bad to me or there's no missing women in Santa Cruz County kind of thing. So I, I felt like it was safe to go directly to his place. So he says, yeah, come on over. So he sends me his address and I head over. He's like two stops down the freeway from me towards my son's high school. So we pass this exit every freaking day. I pass it like two times a day. Um, and so I find his place. We go, I go in and we sit down on the couch and just start talking. Again, I don't know what he thinks. I'm always so concerned that people are going to be like, Ooh, she's so much older looking in person. You know, I don't know if I'm into that. Like she looks too much in her fifties or whatever. And you know, whatever. But I thought he was really cute. I was like, Oh damn, he's cute. He was shorter than me. I would say he's five, eight. I'm like close to five eleven. That was real obvious. Like I was like, Oh, you are not six feet. He looks he looks in his pictures like he could be 6'2". I don't know what it is about guys that look taller in their pictures, but anyways, he wasn't. He was 5'8". So 
Um, we sit down on the couch and, you know, kind of like we're facing each other with one knee bent. You know how you sit like that towards each other and then one foot on the ground. And so I noticed when we were talking, you know, having conversations about whatever, like typically a lot of it was like, or not typically, but most of it was about basketball stuff and the game and stuff like that. And like when we had some like aha moments about, oh my God, no way you knew that or whatever, like he would tap his hand on my leg and I'm like, that's a sign. That's a sign. Mm -hmm. I know where this is going. And so all of a sudden he just jumps up and he goes into his kitchen and I turned around onto the corner of the sectional and just laid my chin down on the corner, like with my hands underneath my chin, you get the visual with like the elbows out. Like I'm giving him all of my attentiveness while he's in his kitchen opening the bottle of wine. I'm real cozy. You know what I mean? On his couch, like trying to show him like I'm not uptight, you know, I'm, I'm into whatever he's telling me and I'm into watching him open the wine and I'm into, uh, having a glass of that wine. And he asked me if I wanted a glass. I said, of course, sure. So we, uh, he sits back down with the wine and I think he put his hand right on my knee and I was like, mm, yep, that's good. Like that. And I, it didn't take long. I don't know. I, we had a few sips of wine and then all of a sudden I went to put my glass back down and I just looked at him. I said, you are so cute. <laughs> I just, that was that. And so, um, we, yeah, we, um, were, uh, <laughs> I never know who's listening to this, but yeah, we did, um, hook up and it was great. He's got his own place. And so, uh, he is very attuned to, or very interested in, pleasing a woman, like incredibly so like, and he's really good at it. Like he seems to understand the intricacies of a woman's part or parts even better than I do. Like, I feel like he is like a bit of a magician. Like, how did you know that was going to feel good? Or like, how do you know these things? Like I, it's just kind of like those things sort of blow your mind when you've dated enough guys on Tinder who don't give a shit about your pleasure. So it is like amazing when you come across a guy who loves a woman's parts and like wants to please her. Like it's honestly not that common. Um, and so I did, I knew I couldn't relax to a point where I could let that actually happen all the way. So I always bring my friend with me, my toy. And like, so I make sure I get mine. Um, and so anyway, and he was fine with that, whatever. And I did ask him to wear a condom just because I don't know who he's been with and whatever. I don't want to get anything from him. So it was all good. I needed to go home. We snuggled after there was a lot of amazing kissing, like great kissing. Oh my God. And he has really full, beautiful lips yeah, the kissing was outstanding. Like it was like, what is happening? Honestly, like it was like the, the kissing was just phenomenal. And so when I left, I was like, I had definitely a little skip in my step. I'm like, wow, that was awesome. And so I went home, I went to bed. I got up the next day. So that was Saturday. We, I don't remember if we talked on Saturday at all. Oh, he wrote to me Saturday night. That was it. He was at some crazy, um, what do you call it? Uh, little people. Well, as he said, he said, you're never going to believe where I am. And he sent me a picture. It was definitely at the catalyst in Santa Cruz. And it looked like there was a ring, like a boxing ring, but it didn't look as big. Turned out it was like, they call it midget wrestling. And so he said it was hysterical and like, they're all in on the joke, the little people, and they make lots of jokes referring to little people and all that. But anyways, he said it was a blast. And, um, anyway, so, uh, 
And I was kind of disappointed because I got that message like late at night on a Saturday night and I was in bed and I was just like, oh, okay, well, whatever. It's good. I mean, we're not together. He's doing his thing or whatever. But I didn't really know when I would see him again. Well, it didn't take long. The next day, I don't know what he said because it's all these things are sort of like um, a blur at this point. Oh, no, I didn't see him the next day. We... Sunday went by and then Monday and I remember we shared some pictures like he would just send me a picture of himself like I don't know wherever he was and he kind of just looks at the camera and it's just like I think he's just letting me know hey like this is me right now and that's me right now (laughs) and I'm like okay so like I'd send him a picture back and he said I remember him saying after one picture you look really cute um or you're super cute is what he said and then um we mentioned something about the kissing again. Oh, that was it. I finally said, when do I get to kiss you again? And I think it was Tuesday when I wrote that to him. And he said, it's already been way too long. And he said, can you come over tonight? And so I was like, yes. And so that was time number two. And um, I stayed a little bit late that night because I had work the next day. So um, I, yeah, I went home and then I don't know how it happened. I can't really remember, but he basically wanted to see if I could come over Friday night, um, which was just this last Friday night. And so I was like, yes. And by the way, um, just so we're keeping tabs of everything, we use something Tuesday also. Oh, and he cracked the Da Da Vinci code. I always say that because I'm very hard to figure out as far as like making me, um, completely satisfied. He did it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, and I was a little stoned and maybe that helped. I don't know, but he did it. And I kept saying to him, I cannot believe you figured that out. And I was, part of me wanted to say, now I'm screwed because I'm going to fall in love with you now because like no one can do that. Like for the most part, it's not easy. Most people can't figure it out. And I, for the most part, won't let anybody because I don't want to deal with it not working and me making anyone feel like they didn't do a good job. And I hate that I can't make it happen fast. And so I put pressure on myself and then I can't enjoy it. So it's like, but he was doing everything right. And I told him, I said, I think think it's going to happen. And then it did. And I could not, it was mind blowing. Like it was so great. And so I kept saying to him, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So then I kept telling him after that, like, I really want to see if you're going to be able to do that again, (laughs) you know? And so, um, that inspired our, I feel like I'm missing one time, but I've seen him four times. I know that for sure. Um, That inspired seeing him Saturday. I spent the night one night. I'm really losing track of what it was. I feel like we have not seen each other two nights in a row at all, but we have definitely seen each other like with one night where we didn't see each other in between three nights in a row. So it was probably Thursday night and then Saturday night. Nope, that wasn't it. I don't know. I can't remember. But basically, it was like every other day for three of the times. And the last one being this last Sunday in the afternoon. But I saw him. Yeah, I spent the night Friday night and spent the night through the next morning. Yeah, we. Well, I mean, we snuggled all night. Like I, I slept actually pretty good. And he hugged me all night. Oh, that's right. We started the night with a condom. That was it. And then in the middle of the night. Oh, no, no, no. Wait. Oh, I'm totally forgetting. Totally forgetting. Okay. Sorry. It's all coming back to me. So we were supposed to hang out Friday night. Uh, okay. So the, the, 
the thing where he pleased me was the time was the second time I saw him and I didn't spend the night that night. I hugged him and whatever. It's very, it's very affectionate. A lot of like, like really amazing hugging and kissing and stuff afterwards, but I needed to go because I had work the next day. And I told him that I remember that's right. I left around 11. I was like, I got to go to work the next day. I like, I got to leave. I told him even that I would only stay till like 1030, but I stayed till 11. So then Friday, we made a plan to see each other Friday night. And he said he would be done with basketball by nine. Well, 10 o'clock rolls around. I haven't heard from him. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I send him a text at 10 o'clock and I say, look, I'm going to bed. Have a good night. And I send him a kiss emoji. 11.15, he calls me. By the way, I had had an edible. I was a little stoned. And so I answer the phone. He's calling me at 11.15. He says, he's going on and on about this thing that happened at the basketball game. And this is for the college, at Cabrillo College. And he says that apparently one of the players went after their own coach because he was pissed that he didn't get put in. And so it was a whole ordeal. And he said, I couldn't leave. I just left there now. And he goes, I totally need to make it up to you. And he goes, unless you want to come over tonight. I know it's a lot to ask. I know you're already in bed, but I promise you, if you want to just come over now, it will just be, you know, I can just, what did he say? He goes, I'll give you all of the snuggles and kisses you want. And you can just sleep in my bed with me. And I was like, wow, like this guy just made that thing happen to me like the time before. And now he's just offering to hug and kiss me all night. Are you freaking kidding? Of course I'm getting out of bed and going over there. So I did, I went over there and I'm like, um, and so what did he do? Um, he tried, did he, did he, did he, or maybe that was the night that it happened. I I can't, freaking remember what time what night I no you know what that was the night that he made it happen that was the night it wasn't the second time it was the third time so um yeah and I was blown away and I and then I spent the night that night like all night long hugging me and kissing me and then yes we did it in the middle of the night um and there was no condom so I it was one of those very sleepy and you know it was dark and it just happened and so of course I'm not worried about him because I know he'll never obviously you can't get this from me but I don't want him ever coming back saying you know oh you should have told me ahead of time or whatever like look I already told you I wanted a condom and we did use it the first two, two times and I felt like the third time was kind of like a not a sneak attack but he knew already how I felt about it and he didn't grab one so it's like I felt like that's on him and and then it's on me because I don't know if he's got anything so now I have to get myself tested obviously because I just I get paranoid now. I don't want to get anything. Um, so that was a great night, but yeah, I left the next morning. He had practice or whatever. He had some basketball stuff going on. So he had to get out of there by like nine. And so I was ready to go home and whatever. So I had my whole Saturday alone. And then I don't think we even said anything on Saturday to each other. And then yesterday, Sunday, he wrote to me and said, I really wish I was effing you right now. And I said, well, we need to arrange that. And he goes, arrange it. And it was like a rainy Sunday. And yeah, we went back and forth about like maybe availability, maybe not. It was kind of like up in the air, which is makes just makes it fun. And yeah, it all worked out. I went over and um, yeah, he tried and tried and tried with me to get that to work again. And I just couldn't get myself there. I just sometimes when they think you're enjoying it, they go faster and or harder. And it's like, that doesn't, that doesn't work for me. I need it to be like, be kind of like a steady, a steady, I almost need to it to be like, where I'm reaching for it. If that makes any sense. Like, I, I, 
I don't, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I feel weird discussing it, but like if it's too much, uh, of like pressure and stuff like that, it's harder for me. I need it to be lighter and like me to really like reach for it. And like, and then when just the right touch comes across at, at the right amount of, or the right timing and the right pressure and everything, then it's like, woo, yeah, perfect. And, and, but don't go faster and harder. Like that never works for me. So, um, anyways, it didn't matter. Cause I had my, you know, backup equipment so that everything was accomplished. But, um, yeah, it was really fun. And then we snuggled and this was middle of the day snuggling and kissing all that. So that's where we're at right now. Um, <laughs> and I don't know where this is going. I will tell you that, uh, I did say to him during, are snuggling, which is like really kind of interesting that there's so much affectionate snuggling after when I really don't know him. We have not even discussed each other's last name. So I say to him as I'm kissing his neck and hugging him and everything, I say, isn't it kind of funny? We don't even know each other's last names, except I do know his last name. <laughs> he doesn't know that I know that, but I looked him up. It wasn't hard to find him on the internet. Um, but he just basically just kind of hmm, like, that was it. <laughs> he had nothing to say about that. I'm like, Okay. So I'm like, you know, if you don't even want to know my last name, he doesn't ask me anything about myself, by the way. There's no questions about my life, my likes, dislikes, other than sex, but he doesn't ask me anything. Um, you know, I don't feel like there's any reason for me to bring up my, as I always say, my HIV status, which is basically negative. There's no reason for me to bring it up. Um, and, you know, legally, I don't have to. So, I haven't because like, why am I going to bring this up when we're not like, he hasn't given me any of his health information. Like who knows the last time he got tested for anything? Who knows if he has something right now? I mean, I have no clue how many girls he's having sex with. So I have no clue if he even knows what's going on in his own body. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm taking care of myself and I'm taking care of anybody else who's with me, regardless if they, I tell them that or not. Um, that's the bottom line is that I am no risk to anybody. So I'm, I just don't feel like I have to share this information, which feels really heavy when we're not even talking about anything other than just how to get each other off. So, um, yeah, I'm, that's where I'm at with it right now. And he may never know. It depends on how much more we see each other or if he shows an interest in knowing me better. Um, until then, I won't be saying anything. So, But yeah, I don't really know where this can go. We've seen each other four times in about, oh, nine days, which is a lot for me. That's faster than anybody else I've seen, but I don't have um, boyfriendy feelings. I don't. I like snuggling with him and all that stuff, but part of me feels a little silly because it's like we don't even know each other so it feels good because I was ovulating so it felt great to have all that like uh his hands like hugging me and he's such a great hugger like it felt so good to like have these really long oh my god we would kiss like suction onto each other's lips for like I don't even know how we did this I swear it was like 10 minutes straight and then we'd start kissing again with tongues and then we'd suction onto each other's mouth again and we wouldn't let go. It was like, it was really very intimate and it felt so good because I was totally ovulating and it just felt like perfect for what I was like wanting. And also he has this stargazer, I'm probably calling it the wrong thing, but it's a light that illuminates, it projects onto the ceiling. And I was like, 
this is the most amazing thing ever. It's all, it like changes colors. It changes like, it looks like clouds going over and it's like all purpley and then it turns to like greens and then there's like little, it looks like stars in the sky and then they kind of come back and go away and there's, sometimes they're purple, sometimes they're again green or pink or whatever. I'm like, where did you get that? I need it. So I went on Amazon the next day and ordered one for myself. And I love it so much that, and I want to have an edible soon and um, put on great music and have that on my ceiling, either at his place or just alone at mine. Um, but I loved it so much that I got one for Owen and I got one for Joey and one for Ryan because they are the coolest things ever. Um, Amazon, they were like, uh, it was just under 40 bucks. And if you just look up you know, stargazer, like on the ceiling projector or something. I can put the link in this, um, in the show notes. Um, I can put it on there so people can get the one I got, but I think it's the most awesome thing ever. I mean, I don't know if I'm just late to the game and a lot of people have these, but, um, he put it on and with the music I was playing and the awesome kissing and being a little stoned, it's, there's just nothing better. I mean, this is like, how you can feel like the most alive and the it, it's like I feel like for people that haven't had this kind of experience with another human um there's nothing there's just nothing like it there really isn't and it's okay that it's not a constant and it's they're not my boyfriend or whatever it's it's fine for me to connect with somebody at this level and not have a relationship with them I'm totally fine with it and I like that there is like the option of seeing that person with no strings attached. It just is something really, um, oh, I can't think of the right word, liberating about it. I just, I love it. I love it. And um, I just like knowing that I've got a kind of like a guy here and a guy there and things may happen and things may not. And I trust them and it's fun. And I, I don't really want to know what they do with the rest of their personal life uh, as I don't really want any of them knowing what I do with my personal life and it just but when we're together it's just about the two of us and it's fun so yeah so there I spilled a lot of tea <laughs> it was a lot of tea um yeah so I'll keep you guys updated I guess I don't know like again I would never want any of these three to feel that I shared this information um, as entertainment but it's funny because there's so many women on TikTok sharing their dating stories. And I think, and like, even when dates are working out and I'm like, aren't these guys going to catch on to all this? They're going to hear that you're talking about, you know, your time with them and all of that. Um, but I still want to hear it. <laughs> so, um, I guess I'm kind of doing the same thing, but yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, a, it's as anonymous, I guess, as it can be. I don't think anybody would ever find these people. So, um, that's it. That is what's happening this weekend. Like I said, I would like to do my next podcast and film it, but I need to be really prepared. I need to have some good notes about what I want to talk about so that um, I'm not tripping over myself. In fact, tonight, all I did was change one thing while I was recording. I said, oh, wait, I didn't want to say that. And I stopped recording and went back and deleted just one thing. And then I continued from there. So yeah, I think I could handle being... Uh, I think I could handle recording myself. I, there's part of me that thinks that it will throw me if I know that I can see myself in a camera because I feel super comfortable just talking in my closet knowing that I'm not being filmed. It's so, I don't know, it's just re like it feels really like freeing to like just be however I want to be without having a camera on my face. So I don't know how that will feel 
to be filmed at the same time. We shall see. Um, anyways, well, I hope you are all well and you're all enjoying um, this now second month of 2023. And do you know that in December, on the 31st, it's going to be 12-31-23. It'll be 1-2-3-1-2-3. And that's all I'm saying. Have a good one. Bye now. I love you guys. Bye. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.